All right, well, today is baptism, and we have a bunch, about a five per service that are going to enter into the baptismal waters over here. Uh, because of COVID, obviously, we put this off for almost two years, and um, we still have COVID regulations, even for those who are going into the tub, and they've all met the regulations, as well as the pastors who will be baptizing them. But I thought before we actually went through it, we'd have a little teaching since it's been so long. I just want to answer some questions about baptism, and it's basically the questions that I get asked most of the time. So question number one, of course, is what is baptism? Why do we do this strange thing? And baptism is the outward sign of your new life in Christ, which you received by faith. And then secondly, it's also a symbol of your identification with Jesus in his death and his burial and his resurrection. So there's two parts to it, right? The first part is it's your outward sign of your new life in Christ with faith, which identifies you with The church over the centuries and millennia, everybody has come to Christ the same way by faith. Doesn't matter what denomination, doesn't matter what culture, they've all come by faith. In Galatians 3, 26, it says this. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons and daughters of God through faith. There it is, through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to the promise. So this establishing a relationship with Jesus by faith, which is symbolized in baptism, is the way we identify and become one as a family of God. And everybody has done that throughout the ages. And whatever differences there are among us are secondary to this one thing that unifies us. And even though this is talking about baptism, it makes it very clear that this happened, it says, through faith, when we put our trust in Jesus, okay? Baptism is just a symbol. It also, secondly, identifies you with Jesus in his death and in his burial and resurrection. I read you a passage from Romans 6. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So it's talking about being baptized into his death and in his burial and his resurrection, but obviously it's not literal. We weren't there. We weren't with him when he died. We weren't buried with him and we didn't rise with him. It's about a symbol. But we identify with what Jesus did because he did it for us. It was his death, but it should have been ours. It was his burial, but it should have been ours. And it was his resurrection, but that's what we're promised when we put our faith in him. Second question I get often is, but is it necessary for salvation? Is baptism necessary to actually be saved? Now, first, let me define salvation for you. Salvation, we believe, is an ongoing relationship with the living God that begins with the forgiveness of sin and the removal of guilt, okay? 
When we first come to Christ and ask him to forgive us our sins and he washes us from the sin and guilt, that's what begins the process. But salvation actually continues on forever in this relationship we have with him. Is baptism necessary for that? And the answer is no, okay? It's not necessary for salvation. Let me read to you Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, okay? Three elements he's talking about there. It's by grace, it's through faith, and it's not of works, right? It's by grace, which is simply a word that means God gives us something that we don't deserve or earn, right? It's through faith, that's the action on our part, by putting our faith in the historical fact that Jesus did die, he did rise from the dead, um, and he sits on the right hand of God the Father, and that is our penalty that he took for us, right? And then he makes very clear it's not of any other works. It's by grace and it's through faith. And so when you're watching baptism, baptism is a work, right? It's something we're doing. It's not grace, something that God does. It's something that we do. And it's not faith. It might be based on our faith, but it's actually a work. It's an action. And so that's not necessary for salvation. It's something we should do, like all good works God wants us to do, but not to earn anything from him, not to earn salvation. Okay, next question I usually get asked, who should be baptized? Well, we believe that every person who has made a decision to believe in Jesus should be baptized. And I read for you this simply, the Great Commission. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and in the Holy Spirit. So there is an order. Go out and make disciples, bring people to faith, and then you baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I love this passage because it not only tells us who, but it tells us that everybody's on the same playing field. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter your language, your ethnicity, male or female. It does not matter. Everybody, nobody gets an advantage. They all come the same way. Put your faith, become a disciple, and get baptized. How am I supposed to be baptized? Like, am I supposed to be sprinkled, poured on, immersed? Um, well, the word used primarily whenever it talks about baptism is a Greek word that's actually baptizo, baptizo. So our English word is actually based on the Greek word. Like, we didn't come up with that word. We actually just transliterated the Greek into it. And whenever that word is used, it usually implies immersion, like full getting wet, right? So we have the example of Jesus who goes to be baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, and it says they went down into the river to be baptized. And Philip in Acts chapter 8, when he meets the Ethiopian and leads him to Christ, and they come upon a body of water, and they both went down into the water, okay? So it seems to be immersion. Logically, it also seems to us to be the best symbol, because when we come to Christ, it's a whole new life that we have. We're totally transformed. It's not a piece of this. It's all of us. So instead of a piece of me getting wet, right, immersion is a great symbol. It's logical. We get all wet, everything about us, okay? 
However, having said that, I don't think there's a command that it has to be immersion. I mean, I don't put it on the same level as other commands that Jesus gave us, like love the Lord your God with all your heart, right? Have to do that. Love your neighbors yourself. Have to do that. But immersion, it just seems like that's what happens when we see the situations and makes logical sense. When should I be baptized, people ask me. Well, actually, as soon as you have placed your faith in Jesus to be your savior from sin, we believe you should be baptized because it's almost always how it happened in the New Testament. Acts chapter 241. So those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day, same day they heard, right? About 3,000 souls. Acts 8.12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news, they're just hearing it, about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And then some people ask me, why doesn't every Christian get baptized? Some people shy away from it. Well, I've lived in another country for years, and I know in some instances in other countries, it will cost you everything when you become a Christian. And when you get baptized and make it public, it could cost you ostracism or even your very life, okay? So I know people there will hesitate, and I know even Christians who lead other people to Christ in places like that will want to take their time, make sure the person has fully counted the cost beforehand. But in this country where that's not the case, at least most of the time it's not the case, um, I would say I usually get three different answers. The first answer I get is people say, well, I didn't know you should be. Well, since I told you today, everybody who's here and who's online, um, you don't have that excuse anymore, okay? The second answer I get is, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, it's not infrequently that I think when we read Scripture and what Jesus wants us to do and how to be a disciple that we will run into things that we say, ooh, do I have to? You know, I don't want to. But if we choose not to, I think it will affect our walk with him, and we should take a real good look at ourselves if we're saying that to him. But in my experience, disobedience, like I just don't want to, and then they don't, usually is based on fear, fear of something, fear of public commitment, fear of just being humble. It's, it's almost humiliating. You're getting wet in front of everybody, right? I mean, it's a hard thing to put yourself through. But it's at those times where I think we should think about the people in other countries or in family situations, even in this country, will cost them a great deal. And they should be our model or an example for us. But sometimes it's just a fear of water. People don't like to go underwater. They've never been underwater. They've never ducked their head underwater. Um, if that's the case with you, come talk to us. We make exceptions. We've made exceptions for people before. So if that's you, come talk to us. So I don't want to. I didn't know. And the third answer is usually, well, I'm confused because I've had a different experience of baptism. I was baptized as an infant. I was baptized as a child, you know, in another church because many denominations, many churches baptize infants, okay? So around here, we tend not to force people to do stuff. Okay, it's really your choice. Okay, we're not going to force you to be baptized, but I have to say at the same time that many who are baptizing an infant, when they didn't actually know what they were doing, just their parents did, 
have decided, and we've baptized many, including myself. I was baptized in an infant and then later got baptized as an adult. When I felt like I know what I'm doing and I want to get baptized because it's my choice. So again, if this is you and you're not sure, come talk to us. All right? Just come talk to us. Anyway, so that's a little teaching on baptism. This is a celebration of Jesus. This is a celebration of his work for us and the freedom he brings to us. This is a recognition of a new life that we have in Christ and how it's experienced by us. And this is a celebration of these candidates that you're going to see as they go down into the water. What we're going to do now is they're going to come out one at a time to be baptized over here to my right and to your left. And uh, they've written their testimony. um, And I will read those testimonies to you for each person who comes out. Uh, Pastor Davi is going to be baptizing the first few candidates. Um, And the first one is Chen Hang. Always look over and make sure I have the right person. This is Chen Hang. So as she comes out, let me tell you her testimony. I'm a first-generation American immigrant. I was born in China and grew up in a city called Hefei. China is a communism-based nation, so I never saw a church in my city when I was growing up. However, I always liked literature and philosophy and learned a lot about different cultures and religions through books. However, it is a big difference between reading something in books and living a first-generation immigrant's life. I came to this country with only two suitcases. However, I have many blessings in this country, and like most immigrants, I settled down and established a family and had two boys. In March 2020, my personal life was turned upside down when COVID began. At that time, I was a churchgoer, but not regularly. When I felt I was going through a rock bottom in my life, I decided to join a prayer night with PAC's Chinese Fellowship. During the prayer meeting, I felt I was filled up with something very special. My heart was softened. I was crying and crying throughout the one-hour prayer session. I never cried like that before in my life. God has made me realize my own sins despite what others have done wrong to me. Since that moment, I decided to accept Jesus as my Savior and follow God's guidance in my life. I'm still learning to pray every day. I enjoy PA's fellowship at PAC. It's such a blessing to receive PAC friends' help during this difficult period of time in my life. I hope that when I walk out of, I'm sorry, I hope that when I walk out of my life's struggles, God will use me as his vessel, and I can become a blessing for others as well. The old has all gone, and the new is coming with Jesus' resurrection for us. Amen. Chen Hong. I'm going to ask you two questions. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins and was raised to life for you? you commit to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. It's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And next is Ling Han, who is Chen's mother, by the way. She says, I am Chen's mother, and she has helped me prepare for today. Though my daughter Chen was in a competitive school environment in China, she had a comfortable childhood and youth. In contrast, I experienced a lot of political turmoil starting from middle school. 
At that time, the Cultural Revolution started in China. School was closed. I had to stop my middle school studies. Many years later, I went to school again after I began to work. Regardless, I missed the best times of study and experience a normal young person's life. That's why I always support my daughter with her academic studies. I devoted my love and hope to her as my only child. In May 2021, when my daughter was experiencing her biggest life challenges as her mother for the first time, I felt helpless and sad. I always thought I was a strong person. Through my daughter, I met wonderful people at PAC who are honest, caring, loving, brave, and dedicated. Thanks to the PAC Fellowship, I was invited to a PAC Chinese Fellowship retreat in July this year. During the three-day retreat, one of the PAC friends asked me, do you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Without any doubt, I said yes. I told them that I had a lifetime childhood friend who is a Christian. I always heard her talking about Jesus as her Savior and who had healed her to survive a kidney failure. Even today, it is a miracle that she is still alive. I learned that our God is a mighty God with love and justice. Since then, I have decided to trust Jesus as my Savior. My daughter and I are becoming sisters of the church. We have begun to pray together. We are two very different people, but God has drawn us closer to each other than ever before. I am not a young person by any means, but in Jesus, I am becoming a new and young person every day. I pray every day that God will guide our family, this trial, and many trials to come in our lives. Amen. Ling, I'm going to ask you two questions. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sin and was raised to life for you? Yes. You commit to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. Amen. He is with you. My privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Don't tell Chen, but I think Ling looks more like her sister than her mother. Just me. Grace AJ is next. My name is Grace AJ. I'm 13 years old. I'm blessed and thankful for godly parents and three brothers. I've seen in my family how wonderfully and faithfully my parents seek God and lead us each day in our family prayer. I have learned and believed that following Jesus Christ is the only way and hope. We worship, pray, and read God's word, even when times were hard for my parents. I remember the miracle of protection and healing in October 2012 during Hurricane Sandy when we were out of power. And during that time, I had an asthma attack when I was four plus years old. And God had sent medical help despite the weather. He miraculously delivered, healed, and saved my life for a purpose. I believe it's the power of prayer and God's love and faithfulness that I'm still breathing. I strongly believe in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, and I have accepted Jesus as my Savior, and I have decided to be baptized and follow him the rest of my life. I spend my time more now in reading the Bible and in prayer and growing in my faith. Grace AJ. Jesus died for you and forgave your sins, and he was raised to give you new life. Yes. And you come in to follow him all the days of your life. Yes. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Next is Joshua A.J., your brother. My name is Joshua, and I'm 15 years old. I'm very thankful for my loving parents, two brothers, and my sweet sister, Grace, who is also getting baptized today. When have you heard a 15-year-old guy talk about his sweet sister, right? I hear the word of God every day in our daily family devotion time, and I've served as a volunteer for PAC for the production team on Sundays for both services for over a year, but took a while to become disciplined to read and pray by myself. Sometimes I would skip reading the Bible, though I watch my parents read daily. I remember on October 27, 2019, when one of God's servants prayed and how God supernaturally healed me from the left side of my nose, which was half blocked due to an injury caused while playing basketball. It was hard for me to breathe, and I had headaches at times where I couldn't sleep. This is one of the many answered prayers. My family and relatives were praying, and God answered. I made a decision and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now I know how God was working in me and teaching me to obey and trust him in his time. I've been growing in discipline and reading the Bible and spending time in prayer every day. And during these pandemic times, I've seen the grace of God and his mercy in my life, especially in my family. His faithfulness in the midst of waiting has given me a desire to grow and seek the Lord Jesus every day. Now that PAC is open for baptism, I've decided to be baptized and follow Jesus the rest of my life. Joshua A.J. Amen. All right, Josh. Two questions. You believe that Jesus died for your sins, forgave them, and was raised to life for you? Yes. You commit to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. My privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to have a change in pastors who are baptizing. Pastor Tanya will be entering the baptismal, and she will be baptizing one person whose name is Rania Mejia. Rania writes this, I am so thankful for my grandmother, Jordania, who has been the guide for me to know Jesus and how wonderful he is. She taught me about him and his holy word. On a vacation, when I was seven years old, I went to visit her, and she invited me to the church where she attended. That day, I agreed to believe and trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. There, we prayed for my lost hearing so that God would do a miracle in me, but it has not happened yet. I have learned to accept his will for me and that he loves me as he created me. God has transformed my heart so as not to be sad. From that moment, I feel a lot of peace with God. I am very grateful to my grandmother who invited me to church. Now I love praising and worshiping and listening to the word of God. Today I can say that Jesus is my savior, my very present help, the one who fills me with his love and his grace. And what I want most is for God to fulfill his purpose in me. Amen. Rania Mejia. Rania, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and raised to life for you? Yes. Do you, decide, do you commit to follow him for the rest of the days of your life? Yes. then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
And maybe for the second service, we'll kind of oil that squeaky door so we won't get that. Hey, so that's all our baptisms. Um, if you know these who were baptized, uh, they'll probably have a chance to get changed, and maybe you can meet them out front. Um, just tell them how proud you are of them. Uh, I'm always thrilled to hear these stories. They're all so different. That God leads in so many ways, but he brings people to himself. They were saved through faith, and now they've declared, like the church has over the centuries, that they are part of the family of God, and they're our part of the family as well. Before we close today, I want to recognize those who decided to be part of our family in another way. Um, They've decided to become full-fledged members of our congregation. So their names are going to be on the screen. They'll come up behind me. Um, We want to recognize them today. If you're online and you see your name up there, um, please flash us a little thumbs up to let us know that you saw your name up there and we support your joining our church. If those of you, if there's anyone present whose name is up there, would you mind standing if we could bring up the lights a little bit, maybe? Kind of hard for me to see anyway. Yeah, there we are. There's a couple. Welcome. Welcome to PAC. It's not a light commitment that they make when they become a member of our church. They really say, hey, I'm all in, which takes a lot because you have to be all in and support. We will be with you. We will help you in any way you can. I hope you know that we consider you our brothers and our sisters in Christ and want to treat you accordingly. But also they say, hey, I'm in supporting whatever. I will work. I will give. I will do whatever to see the kingdom of God advance through Princeton Alliance Church. So I'm really thankful for all these people who took that step. Um, We have a pretty simple process of becoming a member here. The only really official requirement is that you know Jesus is your Savior, that you have put your faith in him, like those who are baptized today. But the one requirement that we have that you do for us is actually attend one class. It's called Discover PAC, Discover Princeton Alliance Church. And I usually do that about every, month, uh, every two months. I think I'm doing it both in September and October this year. And the first one is this afternoon. So for those of you who can, you know, get away from the first day of NFL football and want to join me at 1.30, um, you're welcome to be my class. If you haven't registered, you can go online and register. If you don't even have time for that, but you want to just show up, that's okay too. So that starts at 1.30. And you don't have to become a member after you come to that class, um, but you can't become a member without coming to that class. But it just gives you an idea of who we are, what we're about, who leads us, who's who, and where God's taking us in the future. So please come and join us um, as we uh, teach that class today, all right? Let me pray for us as we conclude this service. Father, thank you so much. For this day, it's always just a super celebratory day um, when we have these baptisms. And it's been so long since we've had baptism in this church. Thank you, Father, for your protection during that time. And thank you especially for the five this hour and for the five next hour who are entered the baptismal tank, who are bold enough to say, hey, not only do I love you, but I want everybody to know about it. We ask your special blessing on their lives that they would grow and that you would continue to use them, bless them, minister to them. Some of them that are going through struggles now or will go through struggles in the future, draw them close to you and give them answers and empowerment to see their way through. Thank you, Father, for what you'll do. Continue to move through this congregation and use us 
for your glory this week in Jesus' name. Amen.